You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Spook Lore, making sense of spooky tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm your grime weaver, Tyler. I think I've used that one before. <laughs> you have to keep a running list. Yeah. And I am the spirit uh, of every th- story you ever tried to write that didn't go anywhere. Oh, oh no. I carry, them, yes. I, I carry them here in my great book uh, that is held closed by a rusty chain. I'm going to open it up. Oh, no. Oh, oh these are all mine. Shit. <laughs> oh, well. Chills. Well. Oh, I was going to close that up. I, I'm Dave. Hello. That was the spookiest short story ever. Yeah, I got legit chills up my spine. <laughs> NaNoWriMo's coming up. I got fears. Oh, boy. You'll do better than me, I'm pretty sure. You going to take on the challenge this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to decide that early. <laughs> I'd love to if I could. Well, where are we headed this week, Carmen, for our spooky oh, story? We're sticking pretty close to home. Uh, so we're going to be telling, because like, you know, statistically all the all the scariest shit happens to you within a few miles of your house, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So same goes for spooks. Um, all the spookiest stuff is within uh, the southern radius of the <laughs> United States. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> um, so we're going to be telling the the tales of the Boo Hag. The, the boo, boo hag. hag. The boo hag. So like Boo Radley. Is um, it anything like Boo Radley? I think less sympathetic than Boo Radley. Oh, Is it anything like Boo from Mario? We need to calibrate. <laughs> Where on, on the this, boo spectrum? On the, the, the continuum of boos. <laughs> <laughs> Are those the two extremes of the boo spectrum? I guess. I can't I think of another closer, one. I guess mm. a little closer to Mario Boo than Radley Boo. Somewhere in the middle, or or like the third triangle point there it's like from the video game character creations where you've got the right, triangles the slider yeah so once we finish this story we'll be able to start properly calibrating our boos yeah we will well, have triangulated the boo okay i was gonna say honey boo boo is on there somewhere also hmm uh. that might be a different format <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> had it been a while since <laughs> You had considered. I'm, I'm spooked already. There's, I can understand why "boo" is the spookiest noise now. <laughs> it has a lot of cachet. Um, so the boo hag is a creature from uh, Gola folklore, and uh, Gola are an ethnic ethnic group uh, in the Low Country region of Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, and North Carolina. Um, hmm. So, like coastal plains, sea islands. That Neat. Uh, specific section. I was about to say, I was not familiar with that name. Um, yeah. A little surprised it does not include Louisiana, um, but mm. it does not. Um, I think maybe the, the Creole culture in Louisiana has uh, has taken over there. But I am not a sociologist. I am a barely educated artist person, so... <laughs> yeah, as an group distribution in the U.S. is really scattershot. So... Yeah, this is pretty pretty close to home. This was suggested by Marie de Floof, who is also a <laughs> southerner, and Thank had you. heard tales of the boo hag uh, once upon a time. Growing up. Yeah. Um, so this is a more traditional spookums time. Okay. Uh, so the boo hag, uh, just a little bit of like background before we get into the stories, because mm-hmm. um, thankfully this is one that has stories, unlike a lot of the spooky creatures of folklore, which is just, just like describing this, a creature. There actually this is a exists, plot. maybe. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, so uh, they're kind of like vampires, oh. but they don't feed on blood; they feed on breath, <laughs> and specifically yeah, by. 
vampires with alternative food sources are like that that's passe at this point <laughs> Come on, step, step it up boo hag get more creative you'll never make an impact on the amazon porn scene with, 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 with a gag with a gag that entry level um well they feed on the breath specifically by writing their victims rising yeah like in... if their victims were the broom oh Okay. All right, that's that's pretty original. I take it back. <laughs> they're get, they're so, getting somewhere. Yeah, did did the boohags step up the game there? Dan? Yeah, they did. They did. They let me they let me make a fool of myself. Asked, asked and received. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, like you're you're a little bit more satisfied with the boohags game steppage, uh, but they they're here to make sure that you have a fully satisfactory vampire experience because all right, um, much like a. a titan from attack on titan they have no skin oh ooh! they're how, all red how, how drunk are they um i think they're pretty pretty cogent unfortunately <laughs> that's all right that's fine um but they steal a victim's skin to use it for as long as it holds out in order to be less conspicuous in the world oh my so some victims they ride and steal their breath for I assume a food source of some kind, and others they use as coats. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Uh, they do remove their the the skin that they have stolen and hide it before they go out riding. Well, yeah, obviously that's just that's just you don't want to be recognized the next day. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be embarrassing. Wanna, like right. it's it's got to hold out for a while, and you don't want to you know get it ripped and stuff. It's like you don't wear your best coat out to the beach. Into the surf. Yeah, it might just get it gets stains and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and this is all sourced from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, all right. Because I, I did forget to cite my sources. I'm not just <laughs> pulling this out of my ass. <laughs> Unlike most things. Uh, so when a boohag finds a victim that they can ride, they get into the home through a small crack or hole or, or just like, you know, you got to do encapsulation on your houses. Yeah. Or bugs and boohags can get in. With the advent of of things like Terminex, I think maybe maybe it's harder for boo hags to feed. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't hear about them these days. Yeah. <laughs> They've all but fallen off. So they will position themselves over their sleeping victim, suck in their breath, which puts them into a deep dream-filled sleep. And um, they tend to leave their victim alive. They're, they're subsistence farmers of breath, I suppose. <laughs> like they're not going to just strip mine their sources um so they leave the victim alive so they can come back and continue sucking up their energy but if the victim struggles or makes a a big deal of it that's when the hag might be like "Mm, you have graduated from breath victim to skin victim (laughs) Uh, and when a victim awakes from a sleep after being fed on by the boo hag they may feel short of breath but generally they're only tired so if you have the problem of waking up and feeling like you haven't actually slept. Uh, you got boo-hagged. Yeah, it oh, might man. be sleep apnea. It might be boo-hag. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I like that uh, <laughs> before we knew what sleep apnea was, we assumed it was skinless witches. <laughs> yeah. That's probably still not the craziest medical like explanation <laughs> we have come up with as a species. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we have two short boohag stories. Well, before we get into that, I do have a completely unrelated tangent that I do have to get off my chest. Okay. That I've been saving for a couple of weeks now. You have oh. been holding it in. You just spew it all out. Let's go. Uh, I watched a movie recently called The Sneak Over on Amazon. Uh, it's about four kids having a sleepover uh, where they have stolen one of the kids has stolen from his dad a very rare never before released comic book movie on a vhs tape to watch with his friends but then he forgets it at his house so they have to sneak out to go and get it uh it was a kickstarter movie uh and it's up on amazon now um it's a mostly unremarkable like family movie the acting is fine but the thing that i do have to applaud like it it's the ballsiest thing I've ever seen a movie do, but I also have to give them all the credit in the world for thinking of it. Is uh, that 
for action sequences, like anytime characters would have to do anything other than walk or talk, they have a comic book motif where they just draw it happening rather than have the actors perform it. So basically what they did is they made an animatic and then just put it in the movie (laughs) as scenes. They just left it in. I see. And it was amazing. Yeah, that actually sounds kind of interesting. I like animatics. Sure. But what a way to, like, save budget and time. Does it save budget, though? I feel like it costs Oh, yeah, because they were, they were very, like, first draft drawings also. Okay, so <laughs> still, like, I guess the ones I've made have taken me, like, about a day of drawing for a little short sequence. Like this is a this was a step beyond the gag of somebody saying like wow look at this thing that's happening off screen it's so amazing I wish you could see it. <laughs> well, anyway, go check that out because yeah. it's see <laughs> it was it was fascinating. That is a much better movie solution than that one um, invisible dog the dude wears my dog film where they tried to pass <laughs> off an actual washing machine as a high-tech safe and used the, like, Maytag symbol as the uh, safe lock. Nice. That, that's maybe the boldest bit of movie magic, movie magic. I've that's, ever seen. That's powerful. They, like, threw a, a glow stick in there. That's on the same tier as just, like, you know, putting a VCR on top of a bunch of phone books and saying it's a science fiction device. Yeah. <laughs> They did put a glow stick in the washing machine, so okay. And that's more. That is more effort than some movies go to. (laughs) That's true. And I would watch that over the ADR improvised boring conversation atop uh, B footage of a car driving through mountains. I've just discovered some amazing bad movies lately. We should talk about those later. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about them now if you want. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of the one we just watched the other day again? The Source. It's, uh, did you ever see Chronicle? Yeah. Imagine that, but it sucks. <laughs> uh, in a way that is, like, unearthly. It's, uh, it's incredible. <laughs> Cannot recommend it highly enough. One of the people I watched it with, uh, their, the core of their immediate response was, this movie sure has editing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful, uh, review there. The tour de force of criticism. I would love to see that on a DVD cover. <laughs> it would be like on the feature list. Yeah, like Best, star question mark. This movie sure does have editing in it. Or or, the... or 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 it would be you know special features, editing <laughs> <laughs> includes yeah, the, the film equivalent of seeing the uh, the motels on the roadside in the south that advertise that they have air conditioning. I sure <laughs> hope so. All right, are you ready to get spooked? Yeah, let's get boo-hagged. Hell yeah. All right, so our first story is sourced from AmericanFolklore.net from the all-familiar name Essie Schlosser, the one who does the spooky insert state here Mm -hmm. books. Yeah, classics. Yeah, and this is from spooky North Carolina. Again, I am I am an uneducated person who draws pictures. I am not entirely sure about the like full folklore validity of Essie Schlosser, and I believe that there is definitely a lot of like editing it up into into a much more in depth story. Well, um, well, let's let's thank him for that. Yeah, <laughs> frankly, I mean, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm a folklore purist on this show, and while I really like reading adaptations, when I'm looking for a folktale, I want the, the messy... Um, the juice. Or, or the right. human storytelling... That's like, fair. ...garble de gook that we typically <laughs> get. That's fair. Not this, like, cleaned up, we have details happening. <laughs> There's an act structure. <laughs> yeah. Cowards. <laughs> Or, like, random characterization that probably wasn't there in the beginning and probably mm-hmm. didn't need to be here in this retelling. For mm-hmm. example, Bobby Hansen is the best poker player in the county. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I know him. I don't think that comes up again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like he's just just his business card. Yeah, Bobby Hansen, best poker player in whatever county this is. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) who knows? I don't like. Yeah, does that does that counties? Roanoke County. I was gonna say, yeah. Does that statement mean anything? Do we know what county this is? (laughs) Well, look up counties in North Carolina. We'll just pick one and decide. That's yeah, just throw a dart. About. Yeah, I'm gonna choose Mecklenburg County because it's the most fun to say. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's Hoke County, and that's pretty fun too. Uh, <laughs> Mecklenburg has a population of 940,000, and Hoke has a population of ni- 49,000. So one of those is more impressive than the this other. This is more, yeah. <laughs> Num- numerically, that's more impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. We'll settle set him in Mecklenburg. Good on you, Bobby Hansen. Um, what do you have to do with the boo hag? He ki- he kicks some poker ass in Mecklenburg, but he can't find himself a bride. Ah, so this is a book tale. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> back to back to normal problems. <laughs> he he had proposed to several girls, and even got accepted by some of them, but they always got cold feet before the wedding happened. No, oh, no. Is it because he beat their ass so bad at poker? <laughs> they just get so embarrassed. Maybe his tail is really obnoxious. <laughs> like it's a weird snore or something and it just really gets on their nerves. He just he haws like a donkey. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that's right a, there at that's the That's a good trait of a, a best poker player, right? Is <laughs> <laughs> to have a very obvious tail. Yeah. <laughs> One that ends relationships. <laughs> alternatively they might have gotten cold feet before the wedding because he just keeps proposing to a bunch of people (laughs) they they maybe don't don't trust his sincerity like he was already engaged and and then he just saw some lady walking down the street at the same time and proposed to her too (laughs) yeah like any port in a storm or yeah or Um, something yeah, there are a lot of fishes in the sea, and I'm I'm going trawling. <laughs> uh, you move to a bigger county. Maybe he started in Hoke, and now he's moved on to Mecklenburg. Yeah. He he was the best poker player in, in Hoke County, and then then he moved to Mecklenburg. So the third time a proposal actually went through, but didn't quite make it to wedding. Uh, he got real discouraged, as you might. Yeah. Although at, at some point, if if this is a repeated thing that's happening to you, Bobby the hee hawing best poker player in Mecklenburg, um, maybe look look inside a little bit. Who's who's the common thread here? Maybe look take a look in the mirror. Yeah, like what what are you doing, buddy? Could it be even simpler though? And maybe they're planning the wedding way too soon or way too far out. Hmm. They, what they just forget or? Yeah, if it's way too far out, like. A decade. You gotta work on that. Yeah. But if you're also saying, like, tomorrow, of course they're gonna say no. I mean, that's normal folklore wedding turnaround time. Exactly. It's like, in an hour? Marriage, (laughs) maybe? We can have a banquet ready by then, right? We have servants. They're not people. They can do it. (laughs) Sure. Um, So his dad felt pretty bad for him. And they would chat about his woes in the grocery store where they both worked. And I think it's a family-owned store because, again, a lot of extra details. I doubt these existed in the original tale. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was an old woman who pulled a barge through the swamp in order to deliver milk and eggs to the grocery store. Which, what a life. Like, goals. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an old woman pulling a barge through a swamp. That sounds pretty great. Um, But she told Bobby's dad that she had a daughter who was hankering after a husband with a good steady job, like a grocer. Um, And Bobby seemed like he fit that bill. Yeah, that works out great. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's everything's turned around for Bobby. How does she feel about poker? Um, Only if if he has a real obnoxious tell. She finds (laughs) that cute. It's her fetish. Oh, man. And she's had no luck thus far. Yeah, she's like, I need someone who can both be a great poker player and honk like a donkey while doing so, um, and who has a steady job. And it's really, I can find one sometimes, but the other does not go with. This is starting to sound like a McElroy skit. (laughs) And I mean that in the best way possible. Dave, I assume that this is more your territory, but that tag has to be barren on AO3, right? <laughs> what would the what would the phrasing of the tag even be? <laughs> the poker hee-haw tag? 
The steady job poker hee-haw tank. You can find some <laughs> stuff under poker hee-haw and some stuff under steady job. Probably a lot more stuff under Probably the more. Job. <laughs> this <laughs> person this person asks for this in every fic exchange and no one ever <laughs> takes it. <laughs> it's been years. <laughs> Like, look, buddy, I've I've written about some weird fetishes, and I like no kink shaming or anything here. But I just cannot fathom how I can fit hee haw poker playing and a steady like I just can't make it make any narrative sense. He would lose his job immediately. I can no. bust out three K words on feet jelly like it's nothing, but <laughs> poker hee haw. I'm at a loss. I have a friend who has occasionally written fanfiction for money, and she says that, you know, she can do anything, and she's only ever turned down one thing. And it was someone. It it was some. Well, yeah, you're right. I just i I had actually heard of this before. No, it was was a. um, This person wanted. It was like I think it was a had to have been a teenager Mm -hmm. who wanted her write like like a self-insert 16 or 17 year old guy like hooking up with lois lane after superman dies and she's (laughs) like specific yeah and she's like i'm sorry i can't this is kind of weird and also i cannot figure out why this would happen and the person just started like begging her like please no one will do it (laughs) no one will do this for me (laughs) um well set this proposal before her Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, see how she takes it. <laughs> a professional to... challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, apologies if my mic starts picking up some quiet snoring sounds. Our intern Freybug has curled up in her crate instead of her usual <laughs> spot Aww. and has decided that it is time for a very honk shoey kind of puppy nap. It's time for her to play some poker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give her some cards. Here we go. All right. She couldn't hold a steady job. <laughs> Ouch. She did see the ocean for the first time this weekend. Oh. How, how'd that go? Well, Freybug is a very short little corgi. Yes. So I know you have not met her, so she's got stubby little legs and mostly his tongue and ears. Oh. Um, she was afraid of the drive. She was afraid of the hotel room. <laughs> but Aww. giant expanse of water... <laughs> Totally fine. Filled with sea monsters. <laughs> That's just home. Hey, okay. I was dog after my heart. <laughs> um, she was a little, little trepidatious about the fact that it like came at her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Water's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, but then she, on the second trip down, after she was like, we're acquainted a little bit. You know, we've had our our first meeting. Um, it's time to dive right in, and oh she leaped her stubby little puppy bones straight into the ocean oh my god um, did not expect that the water had depth oh no water's not <laughs> supposed to do that either <laughs> my water experience comes from food bowls in the sky and getting my butt washed with a hose <laughs> what is this it's salty listen mama i know what puddles is <laughs> this is just yeah, so- big puddles so there's like a moment of shock as cold water reached up to her little puppy cheek, and I'm oh pretty sure God. she got some of it in her mouth. Oh, and then, no. then there's like leaping out of it, and for a while she would just dance away from the waves whenever <laughs> they came near her. Uh, but she did very much enjoy the compact sand near the water's edge because mm. she could get her tiny little cattle herding legs um, <laughs> some traction with those. Yeah. And the speed at which she grabbed her leash in her own mouth and ran herself <laughs> around in circles was truly impressive. <laughs> and then she did not enjoy being hosed off in the foot bath to get all the salt water and sand <laughs> off of her. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she's got some sleep to catch up on, and the mic might pick up some snoring. Uh, they decide to introduce Bobby Hansen to mysterious AO3 fanfic. Uh, <laughs> Hee-haw fetishists. Yeah, at the next dance. Because this is folklore times in the South, so we just yeah. we have regular... I don't know what the coastal equivalent of a barn dance is, but... They're gonna hee-haw at the hootenanny. Yeah. So that night, Bobby's pa insisted that he dress his best, but apparently didn't tell him why. I guess Bobby was not here to listen to the um, swamp barge woman telling about her daughter's constant strikeouts on AO3. Um, So Bobby was hesitant because he was still pretty bummed 
about all of these women who played him false slash decided they could go through with this marriage for possibly completely legitimate reasons. But his dad dragged him out to the dance anyway, like a good father would. We're going to set you up with this woman who has a very specific desire. (laughs) I've never met her. Go get married. This is probably your last shot. (laughs) Uh, So the moment Bobby saw the dark-eyed, red-lipped girl from the swamp, he was head over heels in love. Great. Why is this a spooky story? Everything's just working out. Yeah. Tyler, remember most horror films start out with the like family doing cool family stuff and introducing the dog that you're mad about already because you know what happens to dogs in horror films. Yeah. Um, and yeah, only... then I just turn it off after that. <laughs> so you've never you've never seen the ending of a horror film. It's no, like I just man, all these spooky stories about families moving into a new house. So well, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have introduced Freybug. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, so the pair of them cuddled and cooed and waltzed, and by sunrise, Bobby was like, man, let's just go to the priest, um, the one who delivers sermons in the grocery store since we don't have a church. Bobby, <laughs> this is always your problem. <laughs> We're beginning to see Bobby, this is this is the part where you fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you go straight to the I love you after the hello, my name is. <laughs> and uh, she was like, yes to marriage, no to priest. Oh, that's interesting. We'll just go to Beaumont and get married by the judge. Let's see where Beaumont is. How far is it from Hoke or that other one? Mecklenburg? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. People are learning a lot about North Carolina geography today. Yeah, this is real important. Um, so they can get Ohio on the other podcast. They can get North Carolina <laughs> here. Man, North Carolina's way too big. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty far cry, actually. <laughs> Does that make the story better? <laughs> they're, they're gonna. They're gonna. We need travel. to go. We need to go way over here. Yeah, she really needs to go to Beaumont. Beaumont's the nearest place that I can possibly think about marriage legally. Yeah, it might take us a week to get there, but uh, they've got a judge and no priest, so we could get married over there. Um, and Bobby having uh the scarcity mindset remarriage is like fuck yeah whatever you say hot stuff we're gonna go um so they take a jet plane over to beaumont and the next evening they were wed (laughs) great uh and then bobby brought her to the nice little cottage that he rented it was one with a big bedroom and an attic that could convert to a guest bedroom if their mother-in-law wanted to visit from the swamp. And Essie Slosher, we, this is too much details. <laughs> yeah, even He's for like, me. You, you don't need to justify your attic. Yeah, typically we we are hungry for some kind of internality to the character. But mm-hmm. this this is way too much. <laughs> like, or I didn't need to know that that is what they were thinking in this situation. So after making her new husband a nice dinner, the new bride sat in the rocking chair near the bed while Bobby watched her knitting and humming until he fell asleep. I assume this is just like creepily staring at his wife knitting. Just staring, maybe maybe wishing for stuff quietly in his head because he doesn't communicate other than will you marry me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking for all the reasons Bobby's previous attempts have failed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he didn't wake up until early morning when his new bride crept into bed and she was all hot and sweaty and fell mm. asleep at once. Mm. What's she been up to? <laughs> Knitting sweaty work, man. <laughs> Writing fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no one will write this for me. I'll take it into <clears throat> my own hands. Yeah. Just, Too afraid to post it. Yeah. It's just for her. That's okay. That's equally valid. Yeah. Yeah. You do what you want with your donkey graying <laughs> poker fanfic. It would explain the sweat, though. You're right. Yeah. What? 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 what I, I was about to ask what fandom is this, but I guess it doesn't matter to her. No. Right? No. This would be like a trope that you could do in any fandom. Yeah. Though it would make it it would make it funnier in a different way if she actually did want like really specific characters doing this. <laughs> but that pro- that's probably that's probably beyond our. That's beyond the purview of this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's the supernatural fandom that she's <laughs> she's yeah. doing this in. Yeah, like part of me, the part of me that enjoys chaos, 
Yeah. Wants to say, hey, if you write donkey brain po- po- uh, poker fan fiction, please tweet it at us. <laughs> and the part of me that enjoys... Especially if it's super hulock. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, and the part of me that enjoys my life as it is now <laughs> does not want to do Untainted. <laughs> Unintruded upon. But if you take on the challenge... I think my curiosity is too strong. So he asked where she had been, and she wouldn't answer because she's very, very tight-lipped about her fanfic writing. Right. And he got upset she'd snuck out on him on their wedding night. He's been waiting to have a wedding night for, I don't know, maybe whole days given his turnaround (laughs) time on meeting to proposal. (laughs) Uh, But she got snappish and her eyes blazed and he got frightened and backed down. She's just setting boundaries. Yeah. It's good to do early. Yeah. So life got weird for Bobby. <laughs> Which I think is just the, like how it happens when you move in with someone. Life gets weird for a little bit while you adjust. Yeah. Sure. It's understandable. Yeah. Um, during the day, everything was perfect, and his wife behaved like a proper wife, cleaning the house and cooking meals. Damn, Bobby. <laughs> I would walk out on his marriage proposal, too. This is all you want out of a proper wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each night, she refused to come to bed after supper, instead rocking and singing and knitting until he was asleep. And then she only came to bed right before dawn, always hot and sweaty and cranky. So does she sleep in the day? Or does she not sleep ever? I think she gets like a few hours like from before dawn to a little bit after dawn. Hmm. Like, maybe she's not expected to be up and doing things until breakfast time. So Bobby talks to his pa, who's like, well, that ain't right. This is not what we signed up for. Uh, But since the priest who gave sermons in the grocery store had wandered on to his next parish, uh, they just had the local conjure woman to consult. So his dad sends uh, sends him to her with some chickens as gifts, which is a solid gift. How many? Uh, some. Some. <laughs> Some. Some many. Did I stutter? <laughs> Look, I will tell you why they've had an attic, but you're going to have to guess on chicken count. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's a gift that the the number of them, uh, if it crosses a certain threshold, it is not a gift anymore. <laughs> it's now a threat. It's now a job. Yeah. Uh, so the local conjure woman knew all about hoodoo and was also an excellent herbalist. Uh, and when she heard Bobby's story, she's like, all right, pretend to go to sleep and watch what your new bride does and then come back and tell me everything. Really needed to go to this lady for that advice. <laughs> um, I think local conjure woman maybe means only person in this county with sense. Which is often what got people labeled as witches and stuff in places. <laughs> like, oh, you thought something through for a couple of minutes. Famed poker player Bobby Hansen couldn't <laughs> suss out how to fucking observe someone. No, I had to trade chickens for the knowledge to do that. So otherwise, it's like, you go to sleep at night. That's what you do. <laughs> he was tired. I'm at a loss. Yeah. I'm out of options. Like, I'm in bed. I have to go either. Uh, you either fuck or sleep here, and I'm not fucking, so it's a, <laughs> it's 100% sleeping here. What do you mean, pretend? It's like oh. my hand is full of twos and threes. You think the Condra woman had to, like, lean on her <clears throat> reputation as a hoodoo woman and an herbalist and, like, did a whole bunch of. Like, she has to go through the whole charade with, whole with stuff. Um, and then give the basic-ass advice that these people come to her. Like, you it's, guys could all... I can do real shit, you know. <laughs> but she needs to do this to get them to listen to her like, oh, just, you know, observing your wife at night is a powerful voodoo technique. <laughs> I promise you, this is all real shit. You have you have questions about her behavior. All right, well, let me like make this like smoke here, and we'll rattle this thing over here. Yeah, you must say these mystical words to keep your eyes open at night. I'll throw some Instead chicken bones closed. in the air, and we'll see what happens. All right. Wake, stay up and see what your wife does, idiot. (laughs) I have actual abilities, you know. I am truly an excellent herbalist. (laughs) 
Uh. I could be solving real problems, and all of you people come to me with this bullshit. So he does this, and he follows his bride up to the attic where she keeps her secret fanfic um, <laughs> laptop. And he watches two of the crackers. It's a whole door. Google Chromebook just for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, encrypted and everything so that no one no one knows her secrets mm-hmm. uh, and he watched through the crack in the door as she sat at the spinning wheel and spun off her skin oh she like shrug out of it she like full-on gets that shit on a spindle huh i thought you meant like wonder woman also cool she, she like spun in a circle and her skin went flying off <laughs> oh, <laughs> or my. like a, a sailor moon transformation <laughs> sequence yeah but, but <laughs> disgusting. Oh, God. <laughs> I would watch a horror version of Sailor Moon. <laughs> With all the all the people who, like, a, you got a werewolf. Sailor werewolf. Sailor <laughs> boo hag. Sa- yeah, Sailor <laughs> boo hag. Sailor boo hag. They do the whole thing. With like lights and nakedness, and then it's like it's just no skin at the end. It's not it's just, cool just ribbons and the shit. Man, the, the mystical anime light has just flayed them. Oh, that's what happens when the transformation's interrupted. Oh no! Yeah, that's, that's why, why no, everyone just. That's why no one does it. No one that's wants why to even see... their worst enemies wait patiently. No one wants to see that shit. <laughs> we'll just sit here to one of your thumbs. We heard what happened <laughs> the one time. No one wants it again. It's part of the the arch villain code. Uh, so she does her Sailor Moon transformation sequence and is only muscle and veins um, in the shape of a woman before she springs through the window and flies away into the night. Wow. To go do her secret fanfic at the library. <laughs> to go do a sleep apnea at someone. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the fanfic's how she, like, those are the dreams that she puts into their heads. Ooh. <laughs> So as soon as Bobby could get away the next morning, he went to the conjure woman, and uh, the conjure woman diagnoses his wife as a boo hag, <laughs> and she says, "Yeah, she's gonna deliver you her to her boo daddy, because he eats men's flesh and gnaws their bones." What boo daddy? Yeah, there's that, a boo daddy involved. That wasn't you didn't part. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't part of the initial concept. You didn't tell us about a boo daddy. <laughs> Holy shit. I feel like a boo daddy should always be a surprise. <laughs> it adds to the spook. And to the quote list. <laughs> uh, so she told him to get some blue paint. And after his wife left that night, he needed to spread blue paint on every window frame and every door frame and make sure it's two coats thick because she can't fly through a window or a door painted blue. What? Okay. And if she can't get back to her skin by dawn, she will be trapped and reviled. Um, so he needs to keep one tiny window unpainted and keep it open just a sliver, then fill up her skin with salt and pepper, which will burn her from the inside out. So I don't know why you, like, if that's the end goal, I do not know why you need to block off every door and window with blue wow. paint. If you're still going to let her get to her skin. Like, if all you got to do is pepper the thing. You just give it some seasoning. Uh, so that night, he's a little sad to lose his pretty wife. <laughs> That's a bummer. He doesn't have to. He could just go meet Boo Daddy. He could. Like, she'll just be like, "Hey, you want to you want to meet my family?" And then he he's set up to understand what that means, and maybe it could be a glorious romance. Yeah, I was I was too spooked by the phrase Boo Daddy. I missed if you said uh, if the what like is there a threat of the Boo Daddy doing something. Uh, yeah, he eats men's flesh and gnaws their bones. Yeah, oh. that was stated, actually. That is a problem. Yeah, yeah, it does make it a little... I mean, it's always difficult to meet the in-laws, though. Right. Yeah, but yeah, he's a... Of pressure. He's a poker player, though. He can figure this out. <laughs> Just bray like a donkey and... <laughs> Confuse him. Out of, out of trouble. I like that Or challenge he... him to a game or something. He's... They, these things are fey, I assume. Yeah, this is is this a folk tale or not, buddy? <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Are these fairy tale times or not? <laughs> Challenge him to a poker game. Winner takes daughter. <laughs> Winner takes wife. So they're good. Um, that's, a, that, that's a good fic name. <laughs> Winner takes wife. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey brain poker fanfic. <laughs> Um, I appreciate that he has seen his pretty wife 
do a Sailor Moon spinning wheel transformation into an attack on Titan flying flesh monster and his thought is he's sad to lose his pretty wife because yeah, he he's legit- still into it. He yeah. legitimately doesn't care who he marries. Like he is he is in love with the idea of I can't, being married. I, I can't tell if this is a virtue or not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah. Cause she's just a stand in. Like she could be any pretty face from a swamp. Mm-hmm. She could be a bike. <laughs> if that bike has boobs, he'll marry it. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to get eaten, though, so he is going to go through with it. He follows the instructions and then hides behind a chest of drawers in the attic. That wasn't part of the instructions. I guess he just wants to see. <laughs> so she flies home, and he hears her shrieking at every window until she finds the little one in the cellar, and he hears her whimpering as she squeezed through the narrow opening, her muscles tearing against the rough wood. Oh, she's doing it anyway. And she she got to get to her skin. I don't know. I, again, I don't know why the charade. I feel like the blue doors and stuff will alert her to the fact that she's been found out. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, so she ran up the three flights of stairs to the attic and squeezed into her skin as fast as she could. And got it barely on by the first light of dawn, which is the deadline. But then the salt and pepper burned her from the inside out, sending her flying in agony out the window. And then she exploded into tiny pieces <laughs> over the swamp. And the alligators had a good breakfast. Well, if that then. was the ending to a modern horror film, <laughs> I feel like people would say, mm, a little too much. <laughs> but maybe not, because people still liked uh, that one movie with the cults that I hate. And that had the mom sawing her own head off in a corner. Mm. Uh, so Bobby was once again without a wife because she exploded over a swamp. Oh dang it. Because of seasonings. Because <laughs> of seasonings. <laughs> but bachelorhood seemed a little bit better to him now. Because then you don't have to season your wife into an explosion. It's a lot simpler. That um, is what my mama told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about perspective. Yeah. <laughs> After a breakup, they just sit you down and pat you on the shoulders like, look, it hurts now, but at least you don't have to season her into exploding over a swamp. This is just what the South is like. (laughs) It's not what it's not like. (laughs) From my experience. Mm -hmm. I was raised here and I turned out fine. (laughs) Sure. She says after hosting 400 episodes of this folklore podcast... Lord, is it that many? Torturing you. Oh dear. (laughs) I turned out fine. (laughs) Um, Also, later, Bobby made a pile of money and oil, and girls started chasing him. The end. Oh, okay. It all worked out for Bobby. Yeah, Sue Foster can't leave Bobby single at the end of this. (laughs) Don't leave Bobby hanging. Is a softie. Yeah, Bobby's got so many girls after him. Bobby needs a win. Yeah. And not a poker win since that never fucking comes up. <laughs> yeah. We'll just assume. Why did they even bring it up? He made his money in oil. He didn't even win it in poker. <laughs> Despite being apparently a really good poker player. Or maybe the not. Best depending, depending on your in perspective. The county. Maybe, maybe there was no one else good at poker in that county, though. Yeah, maybe when they had to go get married in uh, Beaumont or wherever. Beaufort. Um... <laughs> Like that Hendersonville or Henderson County uh, has way better poker players, and Bobby's like, mm, I better get into the oil biz. <laughs> I can't, I can't make the kind of money I want in groceries or poker here. <laughs> All right, and our next one comes from a collection called Her Stories: African American Folk Tales, Fairy Tales, and True Tales, and you get to decide which one this is. Mm. <laughs> that's an um, interesting framing <laughs> that's from hamilton virginia or virginia hamilton uh i think is the name of the person i've got just the whole internet archive uh citation here so i think that's virginia hamilton 1934 to 2002 and this is from the internet archive borrowed from there great resource <laughs> just online library full of nonsense it's glorious i love it uh, so this is the story of macy and the boo hag 
and this was collected by Chalmers S. Murray in South Carolina, uh, somewhere between 1935 and 1941, and told by a 79-year-old woman, and Chalmers did not bother to record her, record her name like some kind of a jackass. So good job, journalist fellow Chalmers S. Murray. Well done. So nameless 79-year-old woman telling her own tale. Uh, I assume her name might be Macy, because that's the title of this. Titular. Um, Unless that's a pen name. Yeah, the notation at the end of this specifically said he didn't bother to record it. Like, he didn't record her name. (laughs) Great. So we'll just assume that this is Macy. Uh, So Macy reports that she can't get to sleep come to bed. And she can't get sleep to come to bed with her. And when she does drop off... That's a really good line, I have to say. Yeah, that's a pretty good way to phrase it. Yeah, cannot get sleep to come to bed with me. I have experienced that quite often, unfortunately. Indeed. Sleep just sits by your bed, singing and knitting and waiting to sneak (laughs) up to the attic to write fanfic. Just (laughs) always sweaty. (laughs) This episode Uh, is, like, metastasizing. (laughs) Uh, When I do drop off, it, it don't feel very natural. She dreams that every morning Crow comes into her pee patch and takes every pee away in his beak. Um, And she sees all her eats leaving her house with nobody's hand touching them. And she sees her poor mother so restless in her grave. All her eats leaving her house? All her eats. All her eats. Every eat. It's gone. Just just peas, though. I think these are are separate events. Oh. The the peas and the eats? (laughs) They're both gone, Tyler. (laughs) She has neither. Uh, she sees so many things like that. Fucking birds, man. I, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> they take every eats. And they don't have hands, so. You give them a pee and they take an eat. <laughs> That's also what my mama told me. <laughs> the, the lesser known Give a Mouse a Cookie sequel. <laughs> they did that one, they did Moose and Muffin, and then they did Give a Bird uh, Peas. <laughs> and just, that one did not take off. <laughs> And it, the, even the, the cover seemed apprehensive. There was an ellipsis. You give a bird uh, a piece. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so burnt out on this. My publisher won't buy anything else for me. Oof. Don't get typecast, kids. <laughs> Write fan fiction instead. <laughs> That's the whole title. <laughs> Just rambling across the front cover. <laughs> there's there's a single dummy like book dummy in a vault somewhere and that's as far as it ever got <laughs> mm. um, so Macy says there's no stor- snoring good with a boo hag all the time riding me ooh shit it's a powerful intro Essie Schlosser needs to take some fucking notes mm-hmm. <laughs> none, of this, none of this poker player bullshit we have some prophetic dreams we've got some great phrasing and we have a, a glorious like hook dropped in there yeah if we're comparing and contrasting i'm immediately more interested than guy who's good at poker yeah <laughs> like i feel like the i feel like the like guy rolled... who's regionally good at poker <laughs> i feel like they rolled on a table <laughs> to get the the poker attribute <laughs> like they had no ideas for their new character so they were just like uh i know i need it does need, feel uh, like that <laughs> flipping through traits? the book for a table yeah traits yes it says here in this book I'm writing, <clears throat> characters need traits. Uh, I'm going to go find me one. Just kind of ham it in there. Having just done that for our 5e game, uh, my oh. character has a box full of buttons. I'm never going to use that. Mm. I mean, That's my just something that I have. Why do, you, why do you have that? I don't know why I have that. I'm an elderly old sailor. Yeah, you rolled on a, a chart, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. See, I made a character in that same campaign who specifically makes no sense. Okay, yeah, you're you're coming at it from the right the right angle. Yeah, yeah, she is a very very stupid cat, like <laughs> negative right. intelligence score, and she collects all kinds of things. None of them are worth anything. Her prized possessions currently are a bubble pipe and a two headed worm named Socks. All right. Her name is Boot. <laughs> it, for some reason it being boot singular yeah, really, singular. Uh, really <laughs> yeah. elevates it um, yeah when people ask about that she's like it is just one boot <laughs> just one of me no you you heard it right <laughs> not two 
It makes sense if you think about it. Other Buddha shadow. <laughs> so Macy was a young on the first time the boo had hag rode her. Uh, she suspects some jealous girl put the hag up to it. <laughs> Is that a thing that happens often? I'm, I guess so. I mean, if you can find a boo hag to take out your rivals in high school. <laughs> yeah, damn. You're shooting for prom queen. <laughs> um, she said some young women didn't like the young men courting me because I was so pretty. And uh, she, I think she thinks she knows which girl put the boo hag up because the boy that that girl liked cared for her best, her Macy best. So mm-hmm. this girl put the hag on me. Of course. To get a boyfriend, which is something a high school, <clears throat> yeah, if a high school girl had access to a boo hag, she for sure would. <laughs> that is yeah. that is plot number one. <laughs> where's my where's my boo hag skin in Monster Hearts? <laughs> I would also watch a high school drama horror. About a boo hag. Yeah. Um, so one night Macy was ready for bed early and halfway up the stairs, this green light comes and bursts all up in her eyes. And then it turns into a red light. And she sees this awful, raggedy-looking thing coming up the stairs behind her. It's a she-thing with a head as big as a barrel and bloody red light shining out of her eyes. A she-thing? A she-thing. About how boo haggish is it? <laughs> would it's you about- say? 97% boo hag, 3% barrel. <laughs> That's a strong match. Mm. <laughs> Zoom, enhance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Macy's mouth opens to scream, but all she can do is moan, and her dear mother hears her and comes to the landing and asks her what's wrong. And she tries to answer, but something had locked her jaw, and it wasn't tetanus. <laughs> is that in the text? No. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly, I was hoping it was. <laughs> no, that's that's the Carmen Stank you, you just got right there. <laughs> All right, uh, sorry, I, I I ruined it. Read me that again. <laughs> Read me that line again. Something locked her jaw, and it wasn't tetanus. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, Macy couldn't even turn to look at her mother. Uh, so her mother diagnosis must have played with the bad girls again, she said, and Macy <laughs> couldn't answer her at all. The The mother has dealt with teenagers and is very over it, I suppose. Has dealt with, with teenagers summoning boo hags before. <laughs> like, my God, this again? I don't know. Teenage girls go through those periods where they just don't talk to their parents. Yeah. In a very passive aggressive, having been a teenage girl, mm. um, I don't remember waking up a monster, but apparently I did wake <laughs> up a monster. My parents were afraid of me for a little while. Uh, I, I have no memory of this. I have always been sweet-tempered and wonderful. It's been expunged. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those records are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're up there with the, the fanfic. <laughs> Locked in a vault. Um, so yeah, maybe her mom's just like, uh, this shit again. I cannot wait until these hormones level out. I'm going back downstairs. If, if you want to play not passive-aggressive, don't talk to me tonight. That's fine. Um, so Macy couldn't answer her at all. And the hag rode her, and she was like to have died. So, like, so they ride you like a broom? That's my impression. So, like, you fly through the sky? Um, so Macy explains that, like, she got real thin. She rode me so many late nights, I, like I was a broomstick or a, a skinny nightmare. That doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having real trouble visualizing what it is the boohag actually does to you. Are you face up so that they can suck your breath out while it's happening? I assume so. Maybe that's like a, the motor. <laughs> that's how they power the movement. I don't know. Because I thought like, because I was, because I'm, I'm thinking like, if you, if they ride you like a broomstick, that means you get to fly, which like, you know, that's. that's- that's, that's not sound, nothing. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool, honestly. Well, it's a whole month of nights that the boo hag rides her, and she can't sleep very well. And that oh. does wear on a person sure. pretty quick. And in the night when the boo hag was riding, she saw all kinds of bad things, like the devil and the boo daddy. Uh. <laughs> Both. I was about to ask if anyone had seen the devil and the boo daddy in the same room at the same time. Mm. Apparently, yes. I don't know if they were in the same room at the same time. Oh, that's fair. She, she has seen mm. both of them. Unclear the timeline of that experience. In the day, she was sore in her back like someone had been beating me with a stick. 
which is maybe if the boo hag's riding her like a nightmare as in the horse maybe the boo hag is also using some kind of whip feature to get her to move Mm-hmm. So her mother starts to catch on that this is more than hormones <laughs> and says that she has a mind that the hag is riding Macy. And even okay. though Macy can't say anything about it, she's going to proceed like that is the truth. And she does have a way to fix the hag and break her spell. So her mother tells her to go to sleep and that she'll feel better <clears throat> in the morning and then gives her a potion to help her sleep soundly. Quite literally, uh, this isn't her first teen girl rodeo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this mother has been through all of the boo hag high school drama. <laughs> this is just what teen girls do to each other when they get petty and mad. This could be a good like Halloween movie, honestly. This yeah, is... I would watch this one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like the boo hags are like a legitimately good monster. <laughs> Entity. Yeah. Because, like, sleep apnea is definitely a thing, and a mm-hmm. lot of people wake up tired for a long period of time after having a lot of, like, weird dreams and stuff. Like, that's a pretty common experience. And she also if... seems to represent, like, sleep paralysis. Like, it's just all yeah. bad sleep hygiene explained via boo <laughs> <laughs> So she gets the potion to help her sleep soundly, but it, it seems she could still see and hear her mother beside her. Um, and that's where her mom stayed all night. And before the cock crowed, her mother saw her stir and saw her heave as the hag got ready to, to ride me. So apparently the mom can't necessarily like see the hag, but can see what sounds almost like seizure yeah. things going on um, as a sign that the boo hag is riding her. Uh, so the mom took up a little bottle with a cork in it, uncorked it, put the bottle mouth down on Macy's stomach, and then counted out 33 needles. Needles? Uh, she lifted the needles, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, she lifted the bottle so quick that you couldn't hardly see her hand. Uh, and there was a needle in it, and then she corked it fast, and she stuck the 32 remaining needles in the cork before the boo hag could realize what terrible trouble she was in. This was the tactic to clean a boo hag out of a person. Hag is clean, gone, and stayed gone as long as Macy did not give the bottle away. Okay. So she woke the next morning with all her nerves back in her. The spell that the boo hag had placed upon her had melted off, and she could finally like eat a normal breakfast. Had a half a loaf of bread and a whole pot of gravy. Which is a lot of gravy for half a loaf of bread, so (laughs) respect. They had had extra. So for a long time, she stayed really careful. Uh, Once an old woman wanted to borrow some salt, uh, but she talked to her through the door saying, No ma'am, we're all out of salt, because she knew... That was the boo had come after her again, and it scared her to her bones. It might have just been a regular old woman who needed salt. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, for a horror... Are you going to take that chance? For mm-hmm. a horror flick, it would actually be kind of... That's a yeah, good, for... like, yeah, for a horror thing, is, is the boo had... <laughs> and I was going to say, that's pretty smart for a horror protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that she has to deal with this constant, like, trickery and, and being alert. Yeah. It's a good ending bit for for a film. Um, See, her mother had caught the hag spirit in the bottle and pinned it down with a needle that's inside there. And in case the hag could tear loose from that needle, she kept the other ones in the cork all pointing down because it is known that the boo hag can't get past some sharp needles all lined against her. It is known. It is known. (laughs) It's that and blue doors. We know that. Those are the the two. Like, boo hags cannot handle those things. Um, but if Macy was to give anything to that hag voice on the other side of the door, she might try hard to get her spirit back out of the bottle. So it'd be kind of neat to, like, in a horror film setup, after you think it's all done and gone, you have to be suspicious of every old lady you come across, because they, like, come and they putter about, and they they might be trying to get, get the bottle again. And once she had her spirit back out of the bottle, she could slip off her skin and fly all over the place and ride you... In just the shape of her while her skin hung behind the door. Which I assume is is the, like, Attack on Titan version. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> after the transformation. Sure. Yeah. Well, now Macy's mother is long in her grave, and the boo hag comes back in her old age. This is the sequel. <laughs> so she does not have the protection of her mother. Maybe the bottle's lost. Not sure. But she does not sleep so good these days. And nowadays people don't know the tricks to solve boo hag infestations. 
<clears throat> Died with the mother. Oof. And she says, well, I know how to deal with some ghost. <laughs> with, a, with a ghost, you throw a hard remark at them and they vanish. <laughs> is, is that the case? Yeah, ghosts are real sensitive. Oh, is that okay. all we had to do all this time? Yeah, really? you just hurt their feelings and they'll leave. It's good to know to now, up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to put up with this shit. I died, motherfucker. I'm I'm out of here. If you're just if you're gonna be mean, I'm out of here. I'm pretty sure that is how it worked in the movie Casper, right? Probably. <laughs> he just like berated his uncles and then they were fine. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, yeah, I don't recall that movie at all. But I tell you, you never have wet rest. You always worry about getting weak after the hag has ridden you. I'm down so far these times, I feel fearful and tired all my days. I wish for my dear mother. I do. And that's the end of this uh, recounting of Macy's boo-hag experience. Significantly worse than Bobby's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But a much better story. A way better story. You could film this story pretty... Yeah. Like, you could take this to screenplay pretty easily, I feel. Yeah, that was. I feel. I feel like, like, standards of what the folklore in general. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Hopefully, that brings you comfort, Macy. <laughs> that your story would be a great movie. <laughs> your your misery. Your yeah. Your miserable life would be a fascinating movie. That Chalmers collected without citing your actual name. <laughs> mm. Fuck you, Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what his like other body of work or what kind of person Chalmers is. <laughs> This is my singular impression. Based solely on this one instance. <laughs> oh, without Gordy here, we don't have, like, the spooktralizer mm. to get. Yeah, I think they're... He's your hookup. Yeah, they're traveling together, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but how spooked do you two feel? Definitely spooked. Re- reasonably spooked. I think the spookiest thing is the boo daddy that we, like, we, you know he's just kind of looming in the background. Did the boo daddy ever appear? Yeah, we learned not much about the boo daddy. (laughs) Yeah, and like power to these folk tales for holding their their hand back there because a lot of horror stories like to blow their wad on the yeah, um, it's true on their monsters and like, well, we gotta show it real soon, and they take out all the tension in the story. But boo daddy's just constant tension. Yeah, but you know the the fans would demand to more information about the Boo Daddy, and then eventually there would be sequels, and they'd go on and on about it, and it would just ruin the whole thing. Oh, yeah, there'd be a ton of um, sexy fanfic about the Boo yeah, Daddy. I was, brain I was about to talking. ask, well, what is what's obvious. the Boo Daddy's potential to be the next Tumblr sexy man? <laughs> uh, considering that he doesn't exist, I think he would be <laughs> ideal. Actually, that's what they want. They want um He's pure potential. Yeah, they want to be able to completely just do it themselves, basically. Well thank you, Marie de Floof, for suggesting <laughs> yes, this thank tale. You. Yeah. Um definitely definitely spook lore and way better than Appalachian horror. <laughs> <laughs> so much less poop, so much actual spook. Uh thank you to Dave for joining us for this. Yeah, oh, thank yeah. You. Very fun. You keep that book away from me. Oh, God, don't worry about it. <laughs> Rechain that book, please. Yeah, it's, it's already chained. It's over there. I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think that book's the scariest thing that's ever been on this show. It's just, it, this was not a good gig uh, and that, to take, honestly. That includes the rutabaga tale where they baked clowns. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, you know what the... You know what the amazing thing about uh about the the brutabaga clown story is it wasn't the first place i'd seen something that weird in that specific way (laughs) you ever hear of a comic called whistles Mm -mm. whistles the starlight calliope Uh, Mm -mm. it it has some it has some of the same uh some of the same vibe as uh, the brutabaga country (laughs) unfortunate yeah it was one of the not entirely successful things that the guy who wrote Homestuck did before Homestuck, mm. and uh, it is an experience. <laughs> uh, and it's, but I don't know if it's a good sign when it feels like it might take place in Rutabaga Country. Like, like, like if you if you hear the stories of Rutabaga Country, and you feel like something makes more sense, 
you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're in trouble. <laughs> That's what whistles make me makes me feel like about clowns. Um, thank you also to our patrons for sponsoring this show and keeping us running for apparently almost 400 episodes. No one stopped <laughs> us yet. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you to our top tier patrons, Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Hiterius, Midori, Becca Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles Are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Popping On Off With a Bang, Caitlin, Danielle, The Spectacular Spider Fae, um, Ya Girl Olwyn, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, Depraved, Shave, Sonic Wave, in other words, what rhyme with Dave, Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. I love how the, the names of your patrons like contain storylines <laughs> in and of themselves that develop over the course of all your episodes. Yeah, they it's have... all lore. Yeah, it goes <laughs> all the way down. They have teamed up before <laughs> to crime the Patreon name reads. <laughs> of course they have. Um, which was which was incredible. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Freybug for whining consistently through the latter part of this episode. Yes, thank you, Freybug. <laughs> Good intern work there, top tier. <laughs> You'll be a permanent hire yet. Uh, and thank you, of course, Doug. Thank you, Doug. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.